Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. From the Fifth Quarter Studios in Madison, Wisconsin, you're listening to Coach Unplugged. And now, your host, Steve Collins. Hey, everybody. Welcome to... Welcome to Coach Unplugged. I'm going to leave that. I'm a little tongue twisted. It's one of those days today. Um, before we jump into the podcast today, I want to make sure I give a big shout out to our two sponsors. First of all, Dr. Dish. They, What I love about them is not only how easy it is to set up, not only how great their customer service is, but what I like is how innovative they are. They're always changing their machine, always making it better, always looking to pivot. It's why they're one of our sponsors because we believe in them so much. So go over and check them out. Mentioned, uh, mentioned Coach Unplugged, mentioned High School Hoops, mentioned TeachHoops.com, mentioned Coach Collins, mentioned anybody, and they'll give you $400 off um, related to us. Uh, that's You won't find a better discount out there. And then also go over and check out TeachHoops.com for coaches who want to get better. If you're looking for a coach to help you coach, <laughs> if you're looking for a mentor, if you're looking for my bat phone, if you're looking to get help in every aspect of the game, if you're looking for clinics, if you're looking for videos, if you're looking for motivation, if you're looking for handouts, looking for practice ideas, anything, we have it all in there with a 14-day free trial. Go over and check it out. Um, only 14-day free trial out there. It will You will not be disappointed. Um, we believe in our products so much, and um, I think you'll love it. So go over and check it out. It's help, what, what helps us keep the lights on here and everything moving forward. So have a great day and let's head off to the podcast. All right. Welcome to Coach Unplugged. Um, I'm going to let Coach, I'm going to let Coach, I'm going to let Coach Mason introduce himself. And then um, what I like to do is have him kind of tell us about his basketball journey to start. And then um, we kind of basically see which road that takes us down. And, you know, I've got all sorts of questions, but um, sometimes we go down a road that's not necessarily the one that I think we're going to start down. So, Coach, can you can you tell us? And I and I'm I, I, I grew up in the Midwest. But I went to school out east. So I kind of know. Give us your location where you're coaching, all that kind of stuff, too. Yeah, I, my name is Charlie Mason. I'm, I'm actually finishing up my 16th year at New England College which is located in uh, Henniker, New Hampshire. 
the only Henniker in the world. It is. So been, yep, been, been very fortunate um, working for a school I really believe in. Um, prior to that, I spent seven years at Johnson State as the head basketball coach there. And before that, spent two years at Elmira College and two years before that at Rockford College out in Illinois. Oh, I know where that is. So, um, okay. Yeah. So been been really fortunate. Been working with, with great people throughout that tenure. And um, just excited to be on the air tonight with you, Steve. Yeah. Uh, so my brother went to Dartmouth for undergrad i went to dartmouth for graduate school he lives in bedford which is a suburb of manchester and uh i think we've spent the last five or six summers in crystal lake which is about i don't know a half hour from uh from from hanover so i know new hampshire very well um my my wife's family is all from bedford oh okay so right. yeah, went to school at West High School. Now they have Bedford High School, but yeah, yeah, yeah that's where my niece uh, and nephew. My niece and nephew are bulldogs. I think they're bulldogs. I uh, believe they are. Yes, I, I believe you're correct. I think that's right. So, um, all right. So tell me, tell me about people who tend to listen to this podcast tend to be youth coaches, high school coaches. We've got some collegiate coaches, but it tends to be more of the high school AAU youth coach and all that kind of stuff. And they and they ask a lot of different questions. Um, of me on a regular basis. And one of them is like, I want to become a college coach. I want to be a division three coach. I want to be a collegiate coach. How do I do that? What would, what would your advice be to them? Or what would, what would you say to them if they were asking that question? I think you got to have two feet in where you are. I think if your goal is to get to the next level, I think the first thing to do is, is do a great job of where you are. I think um, being successful in the position you are makes you much more attractive to that, that next opportunity. I think having said that, I, I think the, the natural progression would be going to, to work uh, on a college staff. Right. Um, and I think the most important thing is finding someone, not only a successful program as you look for that next opportunity, but most importantly, working for someone you trust, you respect, and you, you feel you can be committed to. Right. And vice versa. And, and have you seen things change in the collegiate level over the last 10 years? Especially at your I level. I think every year it changes. And how does it change? Uh, I think every every year, I mean, it, it's just a very competitive field. Right. You, you, uh, <laughs> I, I, my first time as a graduate assistant out at Rockford College, I worked for a gentleman, Coach Tim Buckley. And, and Tim was a great influence. I, I'll never forget going up to my first Final Four with him uh, up to Minneapolis. And he told me, walking in the door, we're in a line of probably 2,000 people waiting to get their credentials saying, you know, this, this is the avenue. This is who you're competing with every time you're looking at that next job. Right. And I think, I think those opportunities are much more competitive now than they were in the early 90s when, when I had my first opportunity. Right. And I, and I, and I had a I – don't, I don't, it was like a week ago I was talking to Brendan Sir, um, who, who basically said, you know, he worked for – I don't know if he was in the front office of the, of the Knicks or something. And he basically said – I got a thousand resumes, you know, over the two and a half years I was working for the Knicks. You know how many people I hired off those resumes? And I go, well, I have no idea. He goes, zero. <laughs> um, it was about relationships and networking, um, which is part of getting out and, and doing that. I think that's really important. I would agree. Um, do you it's see it's interesting. I was just going to say it's interesting because when I was, was back in the, the late 80s, 90s, I was playing. I worked, I had a great opportunity. My eighth grade coach 
had moved up the coaching ladder pretty quickly. He was out working. He was the associate head coach out at Marquette. Okay. Kevin, uh, excuse me, for Mike Dean and then Kevin O'Neill. Okay. He got me into working camps. I think the way things have changed with AAU, I don't know if camps are necessarily the same avenue that they once were. I think the the hardest, most difficult challenge for a young person or, or an older person getting into the business at college level is figuring out where you find your niche to make make those relationships. Right. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I, I'm not sure it's the – it used to be the camps for sure. Um, I'm not sure it's the same as it was when you and I were coming up through. I agree. Um, you know, I've thought about – you know, I've been very successful. We won – I mean, I've coached guys that have played at professional level – we've won tons of games, you know, probably one of our program over the last 20 years, probably the one of the, probably won the most games in the state of Wisconsin, probably over that span. Um, And I've thought about it, but it's like, you're right. I think it's got to be that right piece at the right time with that right school. um, If you're going to make the jump. Um, And, but (laughs) I tell people, why would I want to move when I got a good, (laughs) a good thing going too. Um, So I think that's interesting. Uh, So, You've been there. You had a great season this year. <laughs> um, we did. It, it it was a wonderful ride. It was a. It was yeah. And and who did you who did you play in the first round? I, I looked it up. But I we forgot. played Swarthmore. Okay. Swarthmore went all the way to the lead eight. Yeah, yeah, so. um, yeah. The and the and the WEAC, our our league is really our the state schools in Wisconsin tend to be really good because we don't have any Division two schools in our state, so that helps keep a lot of those kids around. Um, so talk about the recruiting process because I know you were saying you were recruiting the other day. Talk, talk to the people about how that works, especially at your level rather than, you know, we're not talking the Villanova, Jay Wright calling, um, you know, the division one big boys have a different level than, than you do. Talk about how you do your recruiting. I think it's very similar to what we were describing in terms of, of creating opportunities to coach at the college level. I think it's all about relationships. That's something we've really been invested. I, I've been really fortunate. We have a, um, an athletic director who's been very supportive, and we have a support staff. We have an associate head coach, Malcolm Wynn, who's, who's got more experience than I do, was, right. was a former head college coach, and um, his, he's been tremendous. And we've had a, a graduate assistant program um, that we've been very fortunate. We have Jaywan Martin right now in his first year. So we, we spend a lot of time on the road. Um, right. going and, and trying to build relationships. Um, in fact, last year, our, our, we, we started two freshmen. We, we ended up seeing each freshman play last year as seniors in high school. We saw them individually. I, between the two of them, we must have gone 30 times to watch them play. I think that's and a that, lost thing right now. I really do. I mean, I, mean, I, think the, I think the coaches coming to the high school games is, I think – the shortcut is the summer stuff. And um, I think the relationships can be built when they come out of the locker room and during the high school season. I do. I think, I mean, I see the big boys showing up, the D1 guys, but um, you just don't see it like you used to about the college coaches hanging around the high school gyms. You just don't see it. At least in our area, you don't see it like you used to. Again, I, you, you alluded to before, I think it's that relationship. I think that's something that's lost in just today's society in general with the cell phone and the internet and so forth. Yeah. Um, I mean, Steve, we go watch, we go to graduate high school graduations. Right. I went to seven graduations last year alone. Wow. And what's your radius? So, what's your recruiting radius? 
I mean, in the past, budget, we've had budgets. students all the – yeah, I, we've, we've been able to go international, but we're not going over to see them play. Right. Um, we've, we've had a lot more success in Massachusetts, which is – Massachusetts, the New England area, I'd say probably five hours we, we'll be on, on the road to make a trip like that. After that, we just – we can't make trips that go beyond New York and so forth. Right. On a, on a, on a routine basis doesn't mean we're, we're always looking for the next avenue right um, and do, and again, do kids we, we have a, themselves do they like say hey i want to come there i'm liking do you get a lot of that or not uh to some extent i i think this year with the success we had i think we make ourselves much more marketable right right i think there's something to be said for for i mean even this generation people want to go somewhere where where they're competitive right <laughs> and, yeah, I mean, we, we've had a, a great environment this year, and we have a young team. We, we, we want to take another step. We know we need to bring in some more players to help us um, continue to move forward. What, um, what, what, skill, what, skill, what skill do you think kids are missing when you go out and watch all these games? I, I think it's passion. <laughs> it's a little dog. I, I think I, they play so many games that the, that the passion isn't, doesn't resonate like I think it once did. Yes, I. It's the Snapchat society. Everything's so fast, and it's so. So here's my theory with this. My son is a sophomore. He'll he was he was on my JV team. He'll 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 make my team next year. But it was like we we he's a good student. So he's looking at some schools out there. Some probably just to go to school. Um, But anyway, he um, we were talking about. Do you want to play AU or not? And he goes, Well, let's talk about the pluses and minuses of it. And we decided that it was more important for him to get stronger, faster, and and shoot the ball even better than he can than to go play four games on a Saturday, <laughs> um, which has what meaning do they really have unless you're a top recruit? <laughs> um, so yeah, I think they play. That's, too that's amazing for a for a tenth grader to have that perspective. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, I've because yeah. I think that's yeah. Not, it just you you don't hear very often of a. Right, and I told him in high school having that. And I told him, I said, Drew, you can you can play AU, and you can go play with your friends, and you can, you know. But let's talk about what this really is: is you hanging out with your buddies, just playing games, having fun. It's not going to make you a better player, Um, you know, because I can get you a game. I can call ten guys right now and get open the gym up and get you a game. Um, So yeah, it's it's a unique thing. All right, so let's talk some X's and O's. if you could only do three things at practice, what would you do? I'd work on transition. I'd work on playing and I'd work on shooting. And I think Villanova. And I, and I say transition. I would say defensive transition as much as offensive transition. Yeah. The turning and the, um, what do you run offensively? Run the spread offense. Okay. In Illinois. Yeah. We, uh, we're, we're, we're very athletic and I, I think the game's changing. I, I, uh, we've taken our post away from it in, in multiple parts because we have kids who can get to the basket. I think at the same time, everyone wants to face the basket anyway. Right. And I, I, I we've had a lot, we, we had a really positive experience this year um, with, with Brad Underwood's um, concepts. I, I like that. Yeah. Not a lot of people are running that either. Um, what, uh, if you could go back to yourself as a younger coach, go back to those Rockford days, what would you tell yourself? How important patience is. <laughs> and I, I think that'd be the first thing I would, I'm still trying to figure it out. 
Yeah. And right. I think when you're passionate, I think it's difficult to be patient. Yes, I would agree. Um, here's, uh, this is a great question I've asked a lot of coaches. If you could think of one coaching moment um, that we could talk about and dive into that would maybe help the, the coaches that are listening, do you have any of those? Any, anything from a game you've seen to a game you experienced, anything we could kind of talk about and dive into? I think the, the, the thing that really resonates about this past year and, and actually the last few years where we've been able to turn things around for us is the importance of the support staff and having okay. people you can trust and, and, and actually having their input and allowing them to be invested in, in the. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Into the program. Right. Yeah, I, I think I think there's something to be said for, for different voices. And I think obviously at the college level, there's there's more of a commitment. You have more of a support staff most of the time, from from what I can see, my right. experiences. But I think their perspective is really helpful. Well, and I tell people, I mean, there, there's there's two really important days a day. I pick my team <laughs> um, at at my level, and the people I have that I'm I'm spending all my time the the support people around me. Hey everybody, how you doing? Um, I want to give a big shout out to, first of all, please subscribe and like and leave a review. Those really do mean a lot to us. Also go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. We all want to get better. We're asking our kids to, to become better on their own right now. So why don't you become better too as a coach? Um, but before we do that, I'd like to give a big shout out to VO. It is the affordable sports camera for all of you. It, it records, it's easy to set up. It's 180 degrees. You'll never miss anything on the court. Um, and they'll give you $100 off. So go over and check them out. I don't think you'll be disappointed. I know all of you have seen other things out there that sometimes miss or mounts it in your gym and can't go with you. This is portable, vo.co backslash unplugged. Um, when we check out, you'll give 100 You'll put in unplugged 100 off, and they'll give you $100 off. I'll put this down in the show notes. Let's head off to the podcast. Without those two, we don't, we're exactly. not successful. Yeah, I agree. Um, tell, me, uh, tell me one time you lost a game on a last-second shot and what you would have done differently. It's interesting you say that. I, I, well, I, I'd come back and ask you a question. Okay. Are you a believer in fouling at the end of the game when you're up three and the other team has the ball? And if so, at what point of the clock would you foul? I don't, I hate doing it. I know I'm a math teacher and I know there's times I'm supposed to do it. I hate putting points on the board. I hate putting points on the board. Um, so I, I mean, I will with seven seconds tends to be my cutoff. Um, again, we don't have a okay. shot clock and all that kind of stuff. And there's no like moving it to like half court, like the women and stuff like that. Um, but, uh, no, I mean, I, I, I tend not to do that. Um, even though the math, the math is about 50, 50 on it too. Uh, I just, I'm not convinced high school kids are good enough at boxing out and those kind of things that I think we could actually. Well, that, <laughs> it, the, I, I listened to a, a gentleman I used to coach against who's now Tom Devitt, who's at, uh, at Hartford university okay. did a presentation the other uh, two summers ago. 
And he talked about the odds, not just the odds of boxing out. I mean, we, our, as a staff, we go back and forth. I know. And I, I don't know if I have the courage to do that. I don't. I don't. I, and having said that, I was going to say we're very small, so it doesn't bode well for us trying to box out a, a team that's bigger than us in right. that those closing seconds. Um, all right, so go back to the question. What, what Do you remember a game that you lost? Remember us losing a – I mean, uh, a last-second shot last last year or this past season. Um, you know, I I will say that the game that I remember uh, losing last second was a similar situation where we had a timeout and we actually passed the ball. We inbounded the ball to another inbounder. He stepped out of bounds. We scored with five seconds left. They ran the ball back and hit a three with no time left, and we lost by one. So we, 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 they made the foul shots to, uh, to tie the game. We come off, they call timeout. We run an out of bounds set with, you know, pass the ball baseline to, to an, a guy stepping out of bounds, throwing the long pass. And we had too much time on the clock. They came back and actually the gentleman who made the shot didn't make a shot all game. And it was contested three in the corner. <laughs> it's the corner um, ones too. What, uh, how much time do you spend on situations in practice? Not enough. I know. Um, in fact, um, I would say this, and I'm, I'm not going to do this justice, spent last week in San Antonio, um, went to a, 11 different presentations. Uh, Coach Dooley, who's going back to Eastern Carolina, he had a game called Plus 16 that was unbelievable. Okay. Um, Seven-second in- increments. You start with seven seconds on an out-of-bounds play. And you make or miss off that, then you go and you you shoot two foul shots, and then the other team goes the other way, and you break it down. First per- team to sixteen wins. Okay, so say that and again. I've never said. So you, so, so you play too many games. No, you're you're going back and forth against the other team. That with the, he said a seven second shot. Or, okay. Excuse me, clock. So you have seven seconds on your clock. Okay. You start actually. You start with two free throws. You got to okay. make two free throws. The other team has a chance to go the other way. Okay. And do they have and seven seconds? Gonna, correct. Yeah. Okay. And then you have an out of bounds play, seven seconds, either side out or baseline, and then you reverse the roles, and the first team to sixteen wins. Ooh, I like that. So now you're working on situations, and you're putting yourself uh, on, on very specific situations. There's more it's more detailed and I think there's more rhythm to it. Right. Yeah. We do a lot of stuff with stops, uh, stop, score, stops and stop and score, stop scores. We keep score like that, but I like that where there's actual situations. Well, I like that a lot. It, yeah, it was, it was tremendous. And I, again, I'm not doing it justice cause I'm doing this off the top of my head. Right. But right. it was something I was, I was going to forward on to some coaches. Um, cause I, I took notes on it, obviously. Right. And do you, do you see anybody else at that at the that you would that you would recommend seeing or listening to? I didn't see a bad presentation. In fact, the the first presentation was awestruck. It was uh, Coach Popovich. Oh yeah. So he he went in front of uh, I I bet there were I, I I'm not great with numbers, but I'm going to say there were two thousand people in in the, this court um, where they they had the. Um, the lecture and the first thing someone asked him who he was he was carrying a wearing a, a blue navy uh, blazer took off his blazer started unbuttoning his 
his, you know, Oxford shirt. Right. And underneath it was a, a Pomona Pitzer basketball t-shirt. He started walking around saying, I'm a division three coach masquerading as an NBA coach. <laughs> so that's how the, I mean, I, I went to 11 of them that, I mean, when we, he set the bar very high from there. And again, it was, it was, it was very good from there. I, they had, uh, um, the administrator, uh, two professors and Tom Crowley, who's the, uh, associate AD at Butler do something on the Butler way. I thought that was tremendous. Uh, Dave Paulson had a, a great lecture on, uh, culture. Um, I believe it's Duquette from North Florida had a, had a great, uh, a great lecture at 9 a.m. on Monday morning. Oh, really? um, Dave Odom spoke, Ryan Odom spoke. I, I thought those opportunities were really, um, really tremendous in terms of learning. Cause we're always trying to learn and get better. Right. It's, a, it's not, it's not even about the game to be honest with you. It's more about all the other stuff that's coming. Um, so a couple other questions. So if you could meet one coach, I always ask everybody this, if you could meet one coach for an hour, anybody living or dead, who would you want to meet and why? I, the first name that comes to my mind, it would be John Wood. And it wouldn't be because of his success when all the championships is the way he, he impacted so many people. I, I, mean, I, I'm struck by all the, his readings, how he always introduced himself as a teacher and not a coach. Right. I, I would think he'd be able to really take an awful lot away from him. I do too. Do you have any superstitions you have? Nothing that comes to mind. I, I, but if something's working, then I'm going to go with it. <laughs> well, that's a good way to go. You're, you're one of few. Most, most of the coaches go, yeah, I do this, and I have this sports coach. That's good. I, I used to have them, and then, I don't know, I got tired of them or something. Um, what do you think the biggest change for the game has been over the last 15 years? I think working with the players. And what do you mean by I, that? I think, being, well, I, I think it's a different generation. I think people change, and I think, you know, trying trying to build those relationships where they they believe in you and they know you're you're invested in them. And do you think? Why do you think that's happened? Why do you? I, mean, I, I can see I can see I can see our father saying the same thing about the previous generation. What do you think has occurred? Absolutely. So so what do you think's happened to cause that in the game of basketball? I think it's bigger than basketball. I think you see it in society itself. I think our ability to communicate with each other. You were talking before about you know your son's decision with AU and and doing pickup. I, um, you know my. My wife tells me all the time, she, she was a college coach for 20 years. You know, when we were growing up, we would go out in the backyard and figure out how to organize games, and we would, we would figure it out. In this right. day and age, that doesn't happen unless the adults are making phone calls and we have jerseys and we're, we're in an air-conditioned gym. Right. So that initiative and that, I think that ability to interact with each other, I don't think it's the same. For all the things we've gotten better at, I think that's something that's suffered in the process. I, yes. I tell people that I'm not a basketball coach. I tell them I'm a teacher. I'm a psychologist. I'm a social worker. I'm a, I'm a cook sometimes. I'm a, you know, you name it. Um, and I don't remember my coach doing that when I was growing up, he was like, here we go. This is what we're doing. And, um, but I also think I have a stronger relationship with my players because of that too. So yeah, I do. I think it's a, it's an entirely different generation. Um, but I think especially with, you know, the collegiate boys or the, or the high school boys, it's like, if you, if they buy in there, in. absolutely. Yeah. Um, if you, well, I, I don't know how they, they buy in when they don't feel that they believe, you know, before you can show them what you know, you got to show them that you care about them. Right. Well, that, I, I told, mean, they, they, they got to feel that investment. Yep. I've told, I've told people that I, I mean, I'm not sure X's and O's are always my strength, but I think I convinced them to, to go to battle with me. Um, 
And that's half of it, to be honest with you. That they, you know, I tell them that this is the time of year I'm building relationships from now until next season, till the beginning of the season is when I'm building the relationship so that I have things deposited in the bank. So when I need to pull them out during the season and things are a little bit harder and they're having that truth conversation with me, it's a lot easier to do that and there's more respect there. Um, if I'm not building the relationship now, it's like I can't pull, I, I don't have anything to pull from. Isn't that leadership? It is. 100%. But I don't see it as much. I think I, I it's just, a word used often. I don't think people really put a lot of value into it at the same time. Yeah, I mean, I agree. I don't, I, I just don't see it. All right, let's do, let's do our rapid fires because I know you're, you're busy. Let's do our, so I'm going to ask you a question and you get one answer. All right. Um, what's one way, one word to describe your favorite player? Invested. Okay. Um, if you could only go to one sporting event in the world, what would it be? Final four. Okay. Um, what's your favorite basketball? What I mean by that is your actual name of the basketball. Wilson. Um, do you have one for your, this side note, do you have one for your league that you have to use? Oh, I'm going to have to get back. We are, we're actually changing leagues this coming year. We're okay, going from who, the North Atlantic Conference to the NEC. Oh, really? So that, who's tell everybody who's in the NEC. The NEC would include Southern Vermont, Becker, Leslie, Mitchell, Eastern Naz is joining us. Uh, Dean is already in there. Elms, that's it. And what happens? What happened to the league that you're in? You're just leaving, or things are changing, or how's that? How did that happen? Come about? The, well, it was a decision, but obviously by the administration, and I right. think that was really catapulted by um, some other schools making it known that they were looking to move. Um, <laughs> and frankly, it does serve our our, our school as we're going to be spending a lot more time uh, in in states such as Massachusetts, where um, where a majority of our kids are from. Right. So you, it's easier for you to recruit probably. Yeah, exactly. Right. Okay. Um, what's one thing that you do to relax? Okay. Um, what's your favorite pregame meal? One that I don't have to cook. <laughs> I'm telling you, Brendan, sir, wins this one. He said free. That was the best answer I've heard so far. There you go. Free. Um, best player you've seen in person. I worked Michael Jordan's camp. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, I, I, I'd have to go with him. Okay. Uh, best player of all time. I'd go again with Michael Jordan. He's winning. I mean, you're about the 30th person I've asked that question to. And you're, he's winning. Well, not even close. One thing that helped you become a better coach. The people I've surrounded myself with. I've been fortunate enough to be around. One thing you change about the game. I, I would I would wish that the, the game wouldn't change so quickly. Seems what like we're, you... we're constantly adding new rules and, and going in different directions. I think the game's a good game as it is. And I'm a little leery at how many different directions we've gone in the last um, few years trying to change the game. Yeah, you're preaching to the choir on that. We're trying, the, the, our association's trying to put in the shot clock. I go, Why you, you, what's unique about high school basketball is that we don't have the shot clock, but um, we'll see. Um, best game you've seen in person? I'm going to say our championship game this year. There you go. That's, I pick my 2011 state championship game. That's what I pick. Um, one word we want in triple overtime. One word to describe your coaching style. All in. Okay. Um, top bench player of all time. Uh, for that I coached. Anybody Steve, doesn't matter. For the, I'm just, the name is escaping. Is it Bobby Jones? Played for the Sixers. Yep. Yep. Oh, I liked Bobby Jones. Yeah. Yeah. What, yeah what I was a big Sixer fan growing up. Played for the Lakers. Um, what was his name? Uh, the see. Lakers played with the goggles. The guy with Kareem Abdul-Jabbar had the goggles. Yeah, but it, but the oh, other Rambus. guy, uh, Rambus. Rambus. Yeah, yeah Rambus. Yeah. Was, he was a six man for a long time. Um, best basketball coach of all time. 
I think you answered this already, probably, but I'd say John Wooden. Yep. All right. Um, or, one... or Red Auerbach. Oh, I like red too. One, this is this is going to be a hard one for you because of a previous answer. But if you could only recommend one book, what would it be? I'm a huge John Gordon fan, so I'd say any book he's written. Okay. <laughs> From the Energy Bus all the way to, I mean, it, I've literally read read all of his books. I think that's at a different level. Yes, I, I would agree. Um, and then one thing you would tell a young coach. I think you've kind of answered this already too. Be patient. Yeah, and surround yourself with people who can, you can learn from and you can trust. Well, thank you, Coach. I really appreciate you being on tonight. Um, I'm, I'm going to put all your con- I'm going to I'm going to when we get off here, I'll get all your contact information. Um, so people need to get a hold of you. They can put it down in the show notes. Um, and any other any other parting words? Do you have any other great parting words? I just want to thank you for, for having me on tonight. I've actually listened to some of your podcasts and going into the spring, I'm looking forward to actually listening more. We get in our own seasons. Don't have that, those sort of opportunities, but again, I want to thank you. There's going to be, there's going to be some great ones. There really are. I mean, the, 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 like I was telling you before, it was like I had Brendan Sir on and I, I mean, I, I run read and react. So I'm kind of a Rick Torbert disciple. So like I told you, we, okay. <laughs> we kind of spent a couple hours on the phone last night. So um, I really appreciate it. Thanks, Coach. Hey, everybody. Hope you enjoyed that. If you want to hear more of these, <laughs> go over and uh, join teachhoops.com. Uh, 14-day free trial allows us, allows us to do this. And then subscribe, like, jump up and down, do whatever you got to do. Um, tell, us how, tell us what you want to hear in the future, Steve at teachhoops.com. All right. Have a great day. Sports Social Podcast Network. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.